Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an emergency edition of the Slash Film Daily Podcast. It's Peter Serta, and with me today is Brad Omen. What's up? The, sla- uh, the Star Wars The Last Jedi trailer, the second trailer, has hit. We have gathered here in our Slash Film bunker to to discuss and geek out over it. Um, Brad, what did you think? Uh, I was positively floored by this trailer. Um, I actually took the time to put on Monday Night Football on ESPN so I could watch the trailer as soon as it debuted. And like I stood, got up from my couch and stood right in front of my TV. <laughs> and I was just like, just in shock. And like, by like the way, mouth- what, what is it about Disney that they're making us geeks watch football? And why does a minute of football take like 20 minutes? I don't I mean, understand it. it. It defies I'm, all scientific logic. I'll make jokes about football and all that all day long but like it's not like they're forcing us to do it we're willingly doing it (laughs) and and honestly like i don't i don't think it's that big of a deal like i can enjoy a football game i don't care enough about it to watch it all the time but like i can enjoy it but um i I think what made it worse is we knew there was a star wars trailer when the when the halftime hit and that those couple minutes before the halftime just took forever (laughs) and they like they're like we have like a thirty seconds left. We're gonna run into the commercial before the. It was. It was. I don't know. I, I my patience was being worn. Okay, go go on to your reaction. I'm sorry. But yeah, no. I was. There were just several moments where like my mouth just all of a sudden fell open, and I just couldn't believe what was going on. And like, you know, finally hearing Luke talk in a new Star Wars movie and seeing just how grizzled he is and how he really seems to be kind of unstable. Uh. And, you know, hearing this new dialogue from Snoke and this new dialogue from Kylo Ren and then and that ending of this trailer is like, oh, my gosh, like what what is are we in store for? Like what's what's going on here? Yeah. And I, I know it's cliche that we you know keep comparing the second in trilogies to Empire Strikes Back. But this really is giving off Empire Strikes Back vibes. Um, it it uh, seems more serious. It seems darker. It seems uh, this trailer is more character based than a lot of the other t- trailers. Uh, we're getting to see moments, but not 
much of story. Like they're really hiding a lot of the story here. Um, yeah, actually, there's not even any sh- sequences uh, involving Canto Bite here. Yeah. Um, but I thought, like, what's the best way to, to go through this? Let's, let's go through this uh, shot by shot. Um, we haven't had much time to overanalyze this, but I, I think it's probably the, for the best for, for us to get this through our system and, and talk about what we saw. So uh, the trailer opens up with a shot of Kylo looking over what like is that the super star destroyer the mega star destroyer that he's in uh and there it's the army being built i'm not i'm not sure what we're seeing on the other side of that window do you have any there's any a whole ideas? yeah I, I mean it's that that's basically their vehicle fleet there's a whole series of imperial walkers you see hanging back there there's a couple there's some atsts down on the ground walking around it looks like those are uh troop transports in in the background as well so this is probably before that scene on crate that we've seen seen in the previous trailer. Uh, yeah, the, the the planet that bleeds red. Uh, the very, salt. As a matter of fact, the very next shot that we see are the walkers uh, walking on crate as we see red dust uh, being kicked up below their feet, and uh, it looks like Kylo Ren's ship from the Force Awakens is. Uh, floating above them as well yeah it, it should be noted look at their like the paws on those walkers they have like these juggernaut like uh i don't i don't know how to describe those but it's almost like they they are reinforced yeah they're me- they're, they're clearly meant for like ramming stuff and knocking structures down yeah it seems like uh they have learned quite a bit since the the battle of hoth um so there's some voice over here what what, what is being said yeah, so the very first voiceover is Supreme Leader Snoke, um, where he says, when I found you, I saw raw, untamed power. Now, who is he talking here? Uh, talking about here? We're seeing Kylo on screen, but the more and more I watch this trailer, the more and more I think he's talking about Rey, and he's talking to Rey. Yeah, I, I believe so, too, because as uh, his voiceover continues over shots of Kylo, with his helmet and picking up his lightsaber. And he says, and beyond that, something truly special. And then right after that line ends is when we get our first cut to Ray holding Luke's old lightsaber. So, and so, um, yeah, I, I think that Snoke is talking to Ray in this instance. And I imagine it's a sequence that probably comes towards the end of the movie when they finally meet each other. Um, and then we, we see the shot from above of, of Kylo and a group of some kind of stormtroopers walking on crates. Uh, by the way, this looks so beautiful. Uh, Ryan Johnson, cinematographer, uh, Steve, uh, forget how you pronounce his last name, Yedlin, uh, did an amazing job. It looks uh, just, I don't know. It, it just, it, all these shots are, I, I know George Lucas had this uh, book uh called frames where he took like the best frames of all the star wars movies and like almost every shot of this trailer could have been in that book do you know what i mean yeah there's there are tons of gorgeous shots here and i love the colors and just the the shot composition everything yeah it's it's beautiful um definitely one of the colors that they're going for uh with the marketing of this film and with the film itself is red uh, you know, uh, that was the the first poster was uh, kind of red. Crate has this red salt. Uh, the next shot that we see kind of has this red glow with Kylo reaching down. And is he picking up his saber? 
Yeah, that's definitely his lightsaber. Towards the tail end of when he's picking it up, you can see the little side uh, parts of his lightsaber handle that also um, emit the little, you know, red light. Yeah. What what do you think Ryan Johnson is trying to do with red in this film? Like, it feels like this is not just a stylistic choice. It seems like it's a motif of, of... of some kind and it's, it's supposed to have some kind of bigger meaning. Is it blood? Are we, is this teasing death approaching? I mean, maybe that's, uh, you know, red has always been the choice color of Sith when it comes to their lightsabers, the, uh, dark side users have always had red lightsabers. And so Ryan might be taking that to the next level here just by giving everything more of a red motif. But the red also seems to be, more uh tied to snoke himself it may it might be just like something that he has ties to because i believe that that the shots from the red background come from the interior of snoke's ship oh that makes sense as well and we'll we'll see a little bit of that ship later in the trailer which by the way that's like a mouth and we'll get to that we'll get to that uh the next shot is ray igniting her saber on octu uh, which is the island we saw at the end of The Force Awakens. It's the island that, uh, or island planet? Is it a planet of Octu? I don't even know. I, yeah, I think the planet is Octu. Uh, it, but that is where Luke has been in exile for all these years, and that is where Rey and R2-D2 and uh, Chewbacca have uh, found, found Luke. Uh, at the end of Force Awakens, obviously, she reaches out to give him the saber and we we didn't see what happened we're you know this film picks up at the exact same moment but uh we're seeing here her uh seemingly training on that planet it seems so i mean she's she's whipping around the lightsaber when she gives the lightsaber to luke she has she has some voiceover that uh she says something inside me has always been there and now it's awake and i need help by the way, after she, she gives him the saber, we, we kind of see this look of, like, how would you describe that look on Mark Hamill's face? Is it awe? Surprise? Shock? I mean, I think, I, don't... I, think he's, I think he's shocked. I think he's also panicking. I think he's definitely <laughs> worried. He's like, you know, how did this girl find me? Who is she? What am I supposed to do with this? You know, like, it's, I, I, I don't think he expected anybody to be able to find him. Yeah, and I, I think the other thing is we don't know how he's going to react to this. I, I mean, we see in these trailers her training, but I kind of get the impression, especially with the line from the first trailer that, you know, the Jedi must die and all, all, or all that or must end, um, that we're going to have the classic Joseph Campbell hero, uh, you know, kind of uh, pushing away the call to action. You know what I mean? I, I don't think Luke wants to help her. Um, but... I think, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's he's reluctant uh, for sure. And he becomes even more reluctant as we find out in this trailer. Before that, one cool thing I wanted to point out is uh, in the sequence uh, when Ray is swinging her lightsaber and we hear the, you know, the boom, boom that the lightsaber makes, uh, the sounds of that, that lightsaber sound is made perfectly in sync with the score. The the score on this trailer is awesome. It's kind of a mashup of all Star Wars music. Yeah. Uh, the next shot we see Ray walking in the fog on we assume Octu. Uh, it doesn't seem like she's with Luke, which again 
leads me to believe that Luke is not helping her out of here. And there's that tree in the background, which has been discussed uh, a lot online after some set photos of this tree surfaced uh, on on the web. Yeah, uh, trees in Star Wars canon have uh, an importance. Uh, there was a tree outside the Jedi Temple uh, in the comics. Uh, Luke Skywalker and a relative in uh, the father or mother of Poe Dameron went and rescued uh, two trees from uh, the Emperor's ship. Uh, the Emperor was dead in the Emperor's ship. And basically one of them went with Luke. The other went with uh, Poe's parents and was planted in the yard that Poe Dameron grew up uh, on on Yavin 4. Uh, so there is a lot to do with trees. This tree seems to be hollow. It seems to be like a library, a Jedi library of some sort. I'm not, I'm not sure I would call it a library since it looks like there's maybe only like five <laughs> or six books there. But yeah, this, this is clearly some kind of shrine of some sort, uh, likely what you would, you know, call maybe a, a, a holy area where whatever books are here, you know, there's that single beam of light shining on them and, these are the same books where that we saw in the first trailer being opened and there's something in, in these books regarding the Jedi order. These, these might be the last remaining books that, you know, dictate the, the belief structure of the Jedi order itself. Are, are these the wills that we've heard about in, you know, star Wars lore? Uh, it's mentioned in rogue one. Um, it's, kind of uh, actually the wills i think was the original treatment for star wars i think was uh uh george lucas's original treatment used that 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 wording yeah i think um, it was it was the journal of the wills wasn't it yes uh so I'm, I'm wondering if they're actually we're actually finally seeing that because i don't think we've seen it uh visually uh yet in star wars um but she's there to seek these books for what reason we don't know maybe it's because luke is unwilling to train her and she is just going to do it on her own. The 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 the, the trees also bring kind of uh, aesthetic of Dagobah, uh, the the planet that Yoda uh, lived on in um, Empire Strikes Back. Kind of has those uh, gnarled, like twisty uh, kind ofness. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of Empire Strikes Back. I think in this trailer. W- would you agree? Absolutely. Um, the next shot is another shot we've kind of seen variations of uh, Ray swinging her lightsaber uh, training was there any dialogue during this uh, no the dialogue yeah. from uh, Luke doesn't come until yeah. after this okay so Luke is watching her from afar and then he's closer and then it, he's like looking at her with a expression of I would say first awe and then fear. Yeah, he's definitely shocked by the strength of her power when her her force abilities start tearing apart the very ground that they're standing on. And what what does he say here? Uh, He says, I've seen this raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. And if we don't know what he's talking about, they cut to a flashback, which would probably be the the first time in Star Wars history that we get a flashback, not a vision. Um, and that is of a metal hand 
breaking out of the uh, like the just a wreckage on fire and that is Luke Skywalker in the wreckage of what we assume is the Jedi Temple when Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren kind of destroyed uh, his whole dr- dream of the Jedi Order um, and turned his back on his uh, his uncle. Uncle? Yeah, yeah uncle. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a shot of him and R2 watching the temple burn from a distance. And this is a variation of the scene we saw in the Force Back sequence, which is a vision that Bray got in Force Awakens when she touched the lightsaber. Anything to point out in in this shot? Uh, no, you pretty much covered it. <laughs> uh, we do see bodies, lots of bodies, and lots of wreckage, lots of fire. Um, are there bodies? I didn't notice bodies. I, I believe those are bodies. Maybe they're just sticks. I'm not sure. <laughs> I I thought there were bodies. They could just be sticks, but uh. Yeah, it looks like there's some piles, like stuff, like little bumps on the ground that could be bodies. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then uh, Luke is still talking, right? Or was that still the, the, the end of the last quote from him? Yeah, it's, after we cut back, uh, when we cut back is when he says, it does now. Yeah, there there's some kind of circular object in the ground in the background. Any idea what that is? No, I'm not entirely sure. It's It's got a green hue to it. I mean, it, it could be some kind of, you know... Uh, force vision enhancer maybe or something <laughs> i like I, re- I really don't know like it's seriously i i'm just pulling stuff out of my ass here at this point because i, I honestly don't know what that is yeah i have no idea what it is but it looks to me kind of like whenever you you come across on like a sidewalk and there's like bronze in the sidewalk like kind of memorializing something that's what it looks like but what would be there on octu i don't know uh we don't know much about octu we know that they have two different kinds of creatures. They have the porks and they have the caretakers, which are kind of like these, what, monk-like creatures or nuns? Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, what else do we know about Octo? Do we know anything further well, than that? Well, that's where the, the, the first Jedi Temple was supposed to be located, right? I'm not sure if that's been confirmed, but in Force Awakens, I think they say that the rumor has it that Luke was in search of the first Jedi Temple. So, I, actually, I think it probably is confirmed at this point because we know that the caretakers are nuns of uh, an ancient uh, temple. So, that's probably true. Um, we see a shot of Rey hanging on the cliff, kind of looking as Luke turns her turns his back to her. Um. And she's kind of sad and disappointed. Um, next up, we go to Kylo, who I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we're actually seeing Kylo with his mask again, um, but not for long. It seems like he, he's not having it with the mask. Uh, I'm actually kind of disappointed because I, I, I kind of think the mask makes the character kind of like the, how the mask of Darth Vader makes the character. I know that probably uh, uh, the, they probably want to show... Adam Driver's face and have more um, emotion, but I kind of wish that they would stick them uh, keep with the mask. So what happens next, Brad? I mean, I I think I get what you're saying, but I think that I mean, it, what's different about Kylo that is different about Vader is Vader needed that mask to live. Kylo's mask seems to be something that allows him to honor his grandfather, and it also creates this differentiation between 
I think what when he puts on that helmet, he becomes Kylo Ren. But when he has the helmet off, that's when he feels conflict. When he feel when he ha- he starts struggling with his, the the light that is still in him and the darkness that he is so like tr- trying so desperately to follow. Oh, for sure. And Andy also, I think they said in an interview somewhere, or maybe it was at New York Comic Con recently, they had a a plaque up saying that part of the reason why he had the mask is also to hide his identity because he didn't want people to know who he was. That seems weird because he didn't he didn't really seem all that worried about showing off who he was to Ray and, and Finn and you know yeah yeah I but don't know it, it doesn't seem maybe, to, to be a secret of of any kind either yeah unless he you know maybe maybe he shows his face to people who he thinks that he's going to kill so it doesn't matter I don't know <laughs> uh, the next shot when he takes off his mask he has the scar which has been relocated Ryan Johnson has said that he just didn't he thought it looked stupid where the where JJ actually gave him the scar on his face so that's been moved there is like a part on the bottom that like kind of a gray grayish metalish scar any idea what that is i feel like that maybe this is uh that that sequence is maybe shortly after the events of the force awakens and i think that might be some kind of like you know when you get skin grafts and it helps heal your body like they put these like uh guess like they're, they're like kind of like little pieces of like screen that they put over your skin and it helps meld the skin together. Yeah. I think I think that's a high-tech version of that and that's like over his scar and it's helping his face heal because he doesn't have that this entire time because there's a shot at the at the very end of the trailer where he still has the scar but he doesn't have that gray piece over it anymore. Okay, so Kylo is saying some stuff here. Uh what is he saying? He's he he's now in his starship and he is doing damage to uh the, the resistance ships it looks like. Yeah, he's in his TIE silencer, and the, the, through voiceover, he says, let the past die. And as the as his ship flies through resistance ships, uh, he continues and says, kill it if you have to. And then we get shot of uh, a crosscut to General Leia inside one of those ships, and it seems like she's made making some kind of force connection with him they feel each other's presence and then when uh he c- it comes to a head when he it looks like he is coming to a point where he needs to choose whether he's going to shoot and blow up the ship that his mother is on and he says that's the only way to become what you were meant to be now this is a really powerful image because obviously carrie fisher has left us she has died um we have an emotional connection with that but we also know that uh i believe mark hamill has said that uh the force awakens was kind of uh han solo's moment in the spotlight that this film the last jedi is luke skywalker's moment in the spotlight and it was originally envisioned that carrie fisher that uh her character uh, general leia organa episode nine was going to be her moment so i i don't buy the tease here that she he's going to kill her because it it seems to me unless everybody's playing very coy on it it seems to me that it wasn't planned that leia is going to get killed off in this movie but i i could be totally wrong what do, what do you think no i don't think he's going to kill her i think and i think that's going to be the point is i think he's going to have the chance to and i think that he's going to fail um and this will be something that maybe snoke gets mad at him for uh, maybe that he beats himself up over because he's he's still he's clearly still struggling with that the light that's inside of him and he can't bring himself 
you know, to kill his mother even after he already killed his father. Now, I know I've, on this podcast in the past, I've I've floated this theory that Snoke is somehow related, uh, the ancestor of Rey's character. I kind of like the symmetry of, you know, Rey coming from the dark side and uh, Kylo coming from, you know, the Skywalker uh, bloodline. And uh, I, I feel like that's the way... George Lucas would have done it, so that's probably not the way they're doing it. And we already know that Snoke is not human. That has been established in Star Wars canon, so that ruins my theory. But, um, I don't know, I keep on getting the impression that at the end of this trilogy, that Kylo Ren is going to redeem himself. Um, This is the Skywalker saga, uh, so I think, like, if he were to be the bad guy that dies at the end of this trilogy, and if Ray was not related to the Skywalkers, that would be kind of ending it all. What do you think? It's definitely possible. Um, but I mean, I wonder if there's a completely different direction to go here that, uh, will, will really be a game changer and something that we haven't really seen before, but that's something that we'll address when we get to the end of the trailer. Yeah, no, I think they're, yeah, we'll we'll, te- we'll go to that when, when the tease comes. We then see the Millennium Falcon fly through this cavernous red uh, planet or asteroid. I'm betting this is the inside of Crate. Do we know? I would think so, because I mean, it's, yeah, there's, there's red inside there, and th- this appears to be uh, it looks like, a, like crystal structures, kind of like when you see stalactites and stalagmites in caverns and stuff like that but this it's it's shiny and there's there's like a sparkle to it now what do we know about this red salt on crate do we know its value why why is this star wars taking itself to this planet we've never heard of before yeah we don't really know much about crate other than it's become this you know hideaway for the resistance um, and it's, you know, it's a planet where there's the, this, it's a mineral planet and there's red soil beneath the, uh, this like white salt surface. And although, you know, there's these, obviously there's these caverns here now, apparently there's some speculation that comes from, um, Leia in like, like the canon of star Wars that maybe there, there once were like sea creatures that like roamed through these caverns when there was water on the planet, but now there's not anymore, but yeah, we don't we don't know much about about crate at this point. And there's some first order Tie fighters chasing the the Falcon through uh, through this planet, and who is at the wheel of the Falcon? But Chewbacca who roars, and then we pull out to see a Porg scream, which is my favorite shot of the trailer. It's just so adorable. Um, I almost feel bad for BB-8 in this one because it feels like the Porgs have have taken the limelight from. Uh, from our favorite ball droid. Um, okay, so after that is is what? We see some ships get hit. We see a ship go to light speed. We see we're now so, in... Well, so and the ships that we see flying uh, with explosions, those are new ships that uh, we haven't seen before. I'm not really sure what they are or who they belong to. Yeah. And Poe Dameron is on one of the ships. He's watching the explosion from a window. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's the assault that happens uh, when the First Order comes and attacks um, 
that the the base where the resistance was previously established where they made their attack from um to Starkiller base and uh what happens next is we see poe be in his helmet uh behind the controls of his x-wing fighter and then a cut to a, a confrontation between Ca- Captain Phasma and John Boyega character, uh, John Boyega's character Finn, who seems to be out of his coma. <laughs> Spoiler alert! He um, made it. Yes, he made it. Uh, but it also seems like wherever they're fighting is in, it's just falling apart. There's fire explosions. There's first order troopers running around. Um. Any thoughts on this? It's definitely a cool sequence. It's, it's it's awesome that Finn is you know finally able to uh, engage in battle with Captain Phasma. It's such a cool shot uh, when you see him reflected in Phasma's helmet as the sparks fly from that uh, electrified staff, which we know so well from his uh, his first time using a lightsaber, and then also Captain Phasma's chrome staff that she carries with her. It, it almost reminds me of there's these set of paintings by this one artist. I forget the guy's name, but they're called Reflections. If you search Star Wars Reflections, you'll find them. And he does these paintings of these famous moments in Star Wars history, but it's as told on a close-up with a reflection of someone in someone else's face. So you, you, you'll see, like, you know, the reflection of Boba Fett on Han Solo and Carbonite. And it, th- this shot right here looks like it's out of that series it's it's such a great shot to look at um the next shot is we see a bunch of uh ships in the air and bb-8 is on the back of i think poe's x-wing fighter it looks like a black x-wing um and bb-8 seems to be uh a little frazzled a little bit um we don't know what's going on there we we cut to a a shot of of luke and he's laying somewhere. What what is going on here? Well, I hold on before we do that. Go. Let's go back because. Oh yeah, uh, Poe says something, right? Well, well that as well. Um, Poe says we have a spark that'll light the fire that'll burn the first order down. But in addition to that, it we s- also sounds like something Poe would say. Typical Poe. <laughs> Being all inspirational and a leader and stuff. Uh, there's the uh, amongst the space battle. There's cool. There's Tie fighters flying through the air, and the uh, the um, the ships that we saw in the last the first last Jedi teaser getting blasted away by first order ships. In the very background of that shot, uh, we see that Mega Star Destroyer. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so fast forward to Luke on the ground of what is he in a cave or what is going on here? Do we have any idea? He looks a little wet. He's that. Well, you know, so this is, I was looking at this before and I I was considering something. You remember in the force vision that Ray had, there was that shot of Kylo and the Knights of Ren standing in the rain. Yes. What if that wasn't something from the past and instead, it's that's something that's happening in hmm. the future. I'm not. That's a that's an interesting theory. I'm not sure I buy it. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily buy into it either. But mo- mostly because in that vision there were bodies scattered around. So, but, so part of me wonders if if this isn't in the the present 
as far as when The Last Jedi takes place. Maybe this is part of another flashback when Kylo killed everybody and left Luke behind. Ah. And, and Luke is saying something here. Is it, is it audible on the soundtrack? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, he says this is not going to go the way you think. So he's apparently talking to Ray, right? I don't know. I I mean, if 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 this sequence is taking place during that time uh, when Kylo Knights of understanding the rain, he could be saying it to Kylo. If it's if he's saying it to Ray, he sounds pretty angry and almost vengeful to be saying that to Ray. But then again, I mean, if he's really that reluctant to train her and she's adamant about it, and maybe she's defying his will to not progress, you know, with her training, then maybe that he is saying that to her and caught and, you know, giving her, you know, some, you know, bitter caution as it were. Uh, the next shot is probably one of the most interesting shots in this trailer. And it is of this like ice wolf on crate running in the, the white sand. Uh, do we know anything about this creature? No, not at all. We 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 saw these creatures in animatronic form in the sizzle reel that debuted at Star Wars Celebration, but we were not told what they are, what significance they are, uh, or anything like that. It looks like they're on crate, so they're native to crate, whatever they are, and much like the structures that we saw earlier inside of crate, or what we assumed was inside crate, where the Millennium Falcon was flying around, they have a very crystalline surface to them they almost look like their fur is made of crystals uh they're they're very shimmery and almost uh they have like a prism shine to them as they as they run around it's interesting in star wars canon there really aren't any wolf creatures quite yet i mean there is if you look in star wars rebels uh dave filoni who's the showrunner and producer of that animated tv series for disney xd uh, loves wolves and he's been teasing uh, wolves in that show and the trailer for this upcoming uh, season uh, shows S- Sabine uh, and Ezra riding a giant white, white wolf and we also know that uh, Ahsoka uh, there's some drawings that that Dave did about her journey um from the the previous season of of rebels and that featured a wolf that she was following or turning into or something so i'm wondering if that's at all related probably not because it seems like you know nothing's connected even though there's a lucasfilm story group but... also let's not forget about the character uh locks of rock from the cantina in star wars also known as the wolfman <laughs> very important character maybe you know has some ties to this movie <laughs> and there's some other creatures in the background running. Are those the, also other wolves? They probably yeah, I are, the, yeah. yeah, I think there's just other wolves. Yeah. Um, so what is going on here? There's a door being shut. We see Leia kind of... What is that look that we see from her? What do you think? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. It's Maybe it's one of concern with you know the Resistance fighting the First Order on this planet. Uh, it depends on, I guess, what happens, you know, before the sequence. Um, or maybe this is just after they've arrived on this planet, after being ambushed by the First Order, and she's kind of being uh, pensive, thinking about Kylo and how he presumably chose not to kill her. 
the the next shot we see Ray diving into the waters, presumably in the in that cave on Octu. Uh, there's some bones if you if you look on the on the the right of that screen. Uh, it's interesting. This shot is almost reminiscent of there's this concept art that you can see in the art of the Star Wars: The Force Awakens. The, some of the original concept art was Ray like diving into uh, an ocean, and the part of the Death Star had fallen into the ocean, and she was going through the Emperor's chamber underwater. And it kind of reminds me of that. Um, maybe it was an image that Ryan uh, wanted to have in this film. Who knows? Um, she and so uh, one thing to point out here is this this shot of her coming up out of the water and then seeing Luke in the background there. This could easily be part of that previous shot that we saw where he was laying back because it's clearly raining here. Or if it's not raining, there's water dropping from the ceiling on them. Yeah. And so maybe maybe Ray's doing something here that is defying you know, what Luke thinks she should do. And that's why, why he says, you know, this is not going to go the way you think. Question here is why is Ray di- diving into this water? What is, what is underneath the water? I don't know. It's it maybe part of her Jedi training. Possibly. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I, who knows? Um, I think I have an idea, but I'm not going to say it because I think it's probably a spoiler. Um, we do know there's a sea monster down there that has been revealed. Uh, the next shot is of John Boyega's character, Finn. I think he's in Imperial gear or uh, First Order gear, rather. Yeah, he's definitely in that First Order disguise. And we know at some point that he gets captured because there was a shot. Um, I think it was in the sizzle reel of him and uh, the, the new character, Rose Tico, um, in some kind of prison. So they have been captured at yeah. some point. Um, we, we see the huge, uh, maybe that's the mega star destroyer. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. Uh, we cut to crate the battle on crate with these new AT-AT walkers. There's ties in the sky. There's, you know, the, the, the planet is bleeding blood, uh, (laughs) blood red. And we see ties, uh, falling to their death. Um, but I mean, that's cool and all, but I think the next scene is what's most interesting. We see, we get our first look at Snoke uh, outside. In non-hologram form. Yeah. Uh, What is going on here? Yeah, so Snoke has uh, a bit of dialogue here that he he says slowly over the the montage of battle where he says, fulfill your destiny. And once he reaches the destiny part, we cut after we see his grotesque face in close-up form. We see Ray screaming and writhing in pain, like leaned backwards, fully her back arched, and you can tell that she's being tortured by the force somehow by Snoke, because we can see that gold robe that we know that he's wearing in this movie in the background there. And uh, this is why I think that, that that line in the beginning of the movie is from from this scene because you mean, he, the, you mean the beginning of the trailer beginning sorry beginning of the trailer I think is from this scene because it seems like it, it, obviously Snoke has this uh, confrontation with Ray and why would Snoke be saying those things about Kylo he's you know been working with Kylo for some time now um, so it seems to me more logical that he's talking to Ray. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe, uh, I mean, it looks like she's by herself here. So I wonder if maybe we do get like sort of that empire strikes back moment where Ray wants to go and 
speak to Snoke for whatever reason. Um, maybe she does find out about some kind of connection to him somehow or something like that, or maybe that he knows uh, who her parents are, and she wants to go confront him, and that's why. And that's why Luke says this is not going to go the way you think. And so maybe she goes by herself initially, and Luke shows up later, sort of to save her. Hmm. Uh, I think the, the, what comes next is probably the most interesting part of this trailer. Uh, I'll let you set it up. What, what happens here? It is shocking, to say the least. Uh, it cuts to black for like two or three seconds, and then we cut to Ray looking, you know, rather emotional, almost tearful, and she says, "I need someone to show me my place in all this." And you think it's going to cut to Luke Skywalker, but no. Now, yeah, and we cut to Kylo Ren, flaming debris falling around him. And he reaches his hand out to her and then cut to the title. I, I was in disbelief when I first saw this. I was like, yeah, I, wow. I, I, I literally out loud, I, I went, what? <laughs> I did, and I don't, I don't, I, part of me wonders if that, if this is a trick. Um, if it's, if it's a, an editing trick, because even though there's an orange glow on Ray's face on the opposite side, there's clearly some destruction destruction happening behind Kylo Ren. Do you think they would be that deceptive in I the marketing? To, to... I don't know, but like, but at the same time, I don't know what's happening in that sequence where where Ray would be so calm to say something like that while stuff is falling apart behind Kylo. You know what I mean? No, you're you're making some sense. Uh, Maybe this is the scene before before Kylo brings her to see Snoke. Possibly? I don't know. Maybe. Uh any, any other last thoughts on 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 this trailer? I mean, I'm just I'm so <laughs> I'm so impressed and like shocked by what we see here and like uh I'm so glad that this doesn't reveal too much i mean if anything is it doesn't reveal anything about the story really except that you know uh you know we see that luke is resistant to training ray and that's something that we already knew and so yeah i'm just i'm just, i'm so pumped for this movie I, I can't wait to see what they do with it uh and i don't know i'm 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 very intrigued as to what's how this relationship between kylo and ray is going to blossom part of me wonders if maybe they're going to end up being like a thing and rather than adhering to anything that either Luke or Snoke say, they're going to go like carve their own path together. Hmm. I mean, part, part of what I, what I hinted towards earlier that with, if, you know, Kylo was from the good guys and Ray was from the bad guys. What if, if this trilogy is roles. what, what if they switch roles? Yeah. What, what if Ray turns to the dark side and Kylo redeems himself? But how how pissed would so many so many people out there, and especially uh, young girls who look up to Ray? I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you think Disney would do that? Do you? I mean, I, I I didn't think that they would kill off Han Solo. Well, I did think they would kill off Han Solo, but I don't know. I, I also didn't think that they would they would have the storyline that was kind of anti Jedi. But it seems like they're going there, and it seems like. Jedi is a brand for them, 
but they're kind of painting, you know, they have one of their characters in in this movie say that the Jedi order must end. Um, I mean, what do you think? Do you think Ray could turn to the dark side? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it's tough to say. I think that she, she might definitely feel betrayed and conflicted if Luke, you know, is so resistant to training her and that she might make, you know, mistakes thinking that, she could, she needs to like find her own way and a way that maybe takes her down the wrong path. I, I really don't know. It's 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 tough to say, but yeah, there's definitely there's interesting potential. I mean, we we, we do see her grappling with her anger in the Force Awakens. Um and I mean, if you know what Yoda says, you know where anger brings you. Um so and in the novelization, you know, she hears a voice which it seems to be the voice of Snoke kind of like telling her to give in. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if they're heading in that direction. That could just be, you know, something in the novelization. Who knows? Uh, but I am so super excited for this. I bought my tickets tonight. I paid like $42 per ticket, Brad. What? Where are you, where are you going to see it? Like in a, a gold theater? <laughs> I'm seeing it at the Chinese theater uh, where Star Wars premiered uh, many many years ago uh i think some of it goes to charity but it's it's yeah way more money than it's the most i think i've ever spent on a movie ticket gosh yeah that's that's a lot i just i just bought some some regular old imax tickets did did you have any trouble getting them uh yeah so yeah so the 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 imax the closest imax here is not one of the major chains it's a regional chain called goodrich quality theaters and their site was clearly not handling the traffic well it was taking forever for the ticket page to load and so instead i brought up the fandango app on my phone and tried to do it through there and it was working faster because they had a whole like line system figured out where like you were in a position and then they let you in and it but it was taking a while uh once i had gotten picked my seats to buy the tickets like it took like a solid two minutes of the the loading wheel to actually get my ticket confirmation uh, in email, but I got it, and my, my seats aren't the best, but they're also not the worst, so I'm I'm fine with with what we got for my my first time seeing it because I'm sure I'll be seeing it multiple times. Is, is that a 70 millimeter IMAX theater? No, it's not a 70 millimeter millimeter one. Unfortunately, it's just a, a standard IMAX. Yeah, the the theater I'm seeing is a laser IMAX. Um, I'm excited to see it. I'm uh, gonna keep on rewatching this trailer. We're gonna have a breakdown on the site tomorrow uh by the way i just want to say that it's i kind of love that we can go 40 minutes talking about a two and a half minute trailer and just you know dissecting it talking about our feelings on it and speculating this is this is what i love about star wars is that we can be the over obsession sometimes uh and uh you know i love I love loving movies, and I love getting excited for movies. And I know a lot of people uh, nowadays are doing, you know, the unsullied, you know, trying to skip the, this kind of thing. But I'm, I'm glad that you guys, you, you Brad, and the listeners out there that are, are listening are, are are joining us for this. And I, I feel like it, you know, it's a community. We're part of something, and it's, you know, I can't wait to see the movie with all of you and you know talk about it. Yeah, I love the anticipation that this trailer creates. Like, there's, I I feel like I'm definitely more excited now than I was before, and I was already really excited before, but after seeing this trailer, there's just a whole new level of anticipation and all these thoughts racing through my mind, and 
it just it makes me want to see the movie more, and it, and it makes me just wonder how it's all going to to unfold. Okay, Brad, where can we find more of your work online? Oh, you can find me at the Slash Film, writing about movies and TV, and sometimes Oreos. Uh, <laughs> you can you can also find me on iTunes with my podcast, Go Flicks Yourself, where we talk about movies, play movie games, and crack wise. And also on Twitter at Ethan underscore Anderton. You can find me on Twitter at SlashFilm. You can find this podcast published every weekday on iTunes and all the popular podcast apps. Go rate us. Give us a review that helps us out. Spread the word. Tell your friends. And we will see you tomorrow.